Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hey friends, Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. Well, you have heard of the case. In fact, President Donald Trump mentioned it just the other night in his rally speech in Michigan of the Catholic pro-life activist and father of seven who experienced what many of our faithful fellow citizens have experienced lately, including the former president himself, that is the weaponization of our law enforcement agencies, uh, FBI agents swirling around their homes, surrounding them, taking them in custody, all kinds of bizarre things going on. Uh, and this gentleman, Mark Houck from Philadelphia, we're going to talk about this case tonight, and we're going to talk about it with somebody who knows exactly what is going on because he is not only a friend and colleague of ours for many years, but his attorney in this case. We're talking about Peter Breen, uh, who is the vice president and senior counsel with the Thomas More Society, which does a lot of great legal work for, for patriots and pro-life activists. Peter, uh, it's so great to have you with us, and uh, we appreciate your time today on this uh, talk about this high-profile case. And uh, we'll do our scripture and prayer, but uh, let me just welcome you to the program, and it's great to see you once again. Great to be with you, Father Frank. Thanks for having me on. Good. We look forward to delving into some of the details of this, because I'm sure that our, 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 our audience is pretty well tuned into uh, things that are going on, especially with, uh, as I said, this, this, this bizarre over overreaction of our uh, FBI and DOJ to, to different things that we've all seen unfold. So we're, we're looking forward to having you bring some clarity to what is going on here with Mark. Um, but let's do our scripture. I, I, I chose a passage from Isaiah 7 here to uh, set the tone. Uh, let's just read this. Uh, when Ahaz, son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, was king of Judah, King Rezin of Aram and Pekah son of Remaliah, king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem, but they could not overpower it. Now the house of David was told, Aram has allied itself with Ephraim. So the hearts of Ahaz and his people were shaken as the trees of the forest are shaken by the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out, you and your son, Shear Jashub, to meet Ahaz at the end of the aqueduct of the upper pool, on the road to the washerman's field, say to him, be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood, because of the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram and of the son of Remaliah. Aram, Ephraim, and Remaliah's son have plotted your ruin, saying, let us invade Judah. Let us tear it apart and divide it among ourselves and make the son of Tabeel king over it. Yet this is what the sovereign Lord says. It will not take place. It will not happen. For the head of Aram is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is only resin. Within 65 years, Ephraim will be too shattered to be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is only Remaliah's son. If you do not stand firm in faith, you will not stand 
at all. Let us pray. Father, you have told us that the just will live by faith. And it not only describes, O oh Lord, the way that they live, it describes the condition for their living. If we do not stand firm in faith, we cannot survive. We cannot survive as individuals, as families, or as a nation. If we do not stand firm in faith, we will not stand at all. And Lord God, just as God's people, your people of old, faced many different threats, fears, attacks, and enemies, so we do today, so we do in America, so we do in the church, so we do in the pro-life movement. There are many allied against us, Lord, that would want us to be afraid. And yet you tell us, be calm, be firm, do not be afraid, and stand in faith. For by faith, the just will live. They will survive, they will overcome, they will conquer. By faith, the just shall live. Lord, help your people to understand that if we do not stand firm in faith, we will not stand at all. But standing firm in faith, let us make use of all the tools that you give us, including the legal defenses that you give us, including our participation in public life through elections, including persuading our fellow citizens by our educational efforts and by the preaching of your church. Bless us, Lord, and bless all our allies in this great battle. And we pray tonight for Mark Houck and his family, for Peter Breen and for all the legal team that is assisting Mark and assisting, Lord, so many others as they do live by faith and stand firm in it according to your command. We ask all this with the greatest confidence and with the deepest joy through Christ our Lord. Amen. So, Peter, uh, these are verses that, uh, uh, that I'm sure you are living by every day as you, you do your legal work. You are, but you have been involved in so many battles, and you were a state legislator in uh, Illinois. I remember those, those years there that uh, you know, we kept in touch, and you were, do, you were doing great work there in the legislature. And, of course, before that, for many years, uh, uh, we've known each other. And now uh, this case of Mark Houck. Um, you are, uh, are you like the lead, the lead attorney in this case at this point? Well, and, and on our Thomas More Society team, back in May, when Mark got his target letter, you know, it invites, uh, it, it said, we want to speak to your attorney. So it comes from the U.S. Attorney's Office. We put a distinguished former federal prosecutor who's on our team uh, at in the, in the lead on this. Uh, and now uh, he's it was kind of semi-retired uh, to some extent. Uh, so I have jumped in now just in this last week mm -hmm. after we got notice that uh, Mark had been taken into custody. But, but yeah. I will say back in June, that distinguished former federal prosecutor, a guy who put bad, very bad people in prison, you know, he did that for over a decade. Uh, he wrote the U.S. Attorney's Office and said, you don't have a case based on a decision from 2019, a Sulpizio case in the Eastern District of Pennsylvania that our attorneys won, where uh, there were physical altercations between the sidewalk counselor and the uh, the abortion escort. That happens very, very occasionally. But they said, look, it's not connected to you know blocking abortion access or what have you. And so that is not a federal violation. If there's any violation, bring it to the state courts. Uh, the next communication we got from the U.S. Attorney's Office was, we have your client in custody. And then, and wow. So, wow. yeah, and, and you know, 20 plus agents, guns drawn at the, at the Hauk home. I mean, horrible, horrible scene. 
Uh, yeah, I want to. I want to. For our viewers that and listeners that haven't followed this, let's go back to the beginning. I, I want to ask you a few basic questions just to set the framework here. Um, first of all, Mark. You know, I know I, I was just with um, uh, our, our 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 mutual friend and also a, a, a pro life attorney, Matt Britton. He's a general counsel, as you know, for uh, Forty Days for Life. And he and I were traveling in New Mexico. And we were doing some prayer vigils there. And um, and he said, hey, Mark is one of our one of our guys, you know, with 40 Days for Life. And and as 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 many of our audience know, this is a peaceful, prayerful presence. And I understand Mark would go um, at least once a week uh, uh, there in the Philadelphia area to uh, to sidewalk council. And when we say sidewalk council, again, for those that that, that aren't familiar, you're standing there peacefully at the you know, at the abortion facility offering to those that are going in for their appointments uh, better help, better better assistance, uh, saying to them, hey, you don't have to do this if you don't want. Um, and it's not, nobody's forcing anybody. Nobody's pulling anybody away or blocking their, their path or anything like that. So my understanding is that Mark was, you know, in the course of his going there regularly, uh, he uh, brought his uh, oldest son, if I'm not mistaken. And um, now, look, you and I have both experienced this ourselves. You know, we go to these places, we're being very peaceful, but there are some very antagonistic pro-abortion uh, protesters there, and they act as escorts. They call them escorts. We call them death escorts, leading people in and trying to, quote, protect them from us pro-life people, not that we're going to do any violence, but that we're going to get, provide some information that maybe they don't know, uh, that they can have alternatives. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, this, uh, this, this very, very um, uh, antagonistic uh, pro-abortion protester was yelling obscenities at Mark and at his son. And this got Mark rather upset. Tell us exactly what happened. Well, and, and on that day, uh, so Mark was out there, as, as you alluded to, with his then 12-year-old son. Uh, they're praying peacefully, and their location, at, at this location, is the largest Planned Parenthood in Philadelphia. So they do thousands of abortions a year. Uh, the gate to the Planned Parenthood was about 50 or, or 100 feet away from where Mark and his son were standing. There's a crisis pregnancy center across the street. So Mark has a place to send folks uh, if they want to get help and not have an abortion, uh, not abort their children. Well, on this particular day, Mark's with his son. They are well away from the gate. There are no other uh, clinic patrons around. And the 72-year-old alleged victim comes up and stands next to the 12-year-old son of Mark and is harassing him. Uh, and so at that point, uh, Mark tells him to get away. Uh, the gentleman starts to go, but then he starts, then he turns around. And then an altercation ensues. Uh, the 72-year-old the ends up uh, on, on the ground, pops right back up. We are told, based on the filings, that he had a scrape in his arm. Uh, you know, that, that's not evident from what, uh, what we see, just uh, you know, in look at, looking at the situation originally. Uh, and that is the incident. So again, no patients, no abortion relation. And we, our contention is the 72-year-old alleged victim was the aggressor. There was no yeah. reason to come and stand next to that 12-year-old. There were no clinic patrons around. That's nowhere near the entrance to the Planned Parenthood itself. And so he provoked that situation. Now, we have some thought that maybe he provoked it intentionally to yeah. try to entrap Mark uh, or you know, tr to cause some sort of trouble. 
Uh, well, because so we know that these people do that all the time, all around the country. They intentionally try to provoke the peaceful pro-life people uh, 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 to do something later that they can complain about. And I'll tell you, if anything criminal happened, it would be dealt with by the local prosecutor. The Philly DA declined to prosecute. The victim, the alleged victim, files a private criminal complaint, which you know that's something that you can do in Pennsylvania. Some states allow it. Uh, many states don't. Uh, but he brings that that case. He then refuses to show up for the hearings. So it gets continued a couple times. And finally, uh, you know, lawyers for Mark say enough, you know, throw this case out. The D.A. tries to get it continued again and the judge throws it out. So that case. So, is so the pro-abortion, the pro-abortion guy who was was who fell to the ground and come, brought about this. whole. He's the one he brings the complaint, but then he doesn't show up in court. Right, right. And so yeah. that thing got thrown out over the objection of the DA. It's, it's a unique process, this private criminal complaint is the private person has to drive it, but then the DA will be, I guess, there prosecuting it still. Yeah, uh, and so the DA objected, said, no, we want another continuance on top of two or three others. And the judge just said, no, no. Okay. Uh, you know, it, uh, yeah. So that was where the matter should have ended. And, and the Philadelphia police who initially dealt with the incident, they they uh, said that there was no uh, issue here also. I mean, they kind of put it off to the side. Right. There was no okay. charge. No charge. So, so let me put another piece, piece of the puzzle in place here for people. Again, they might not be familiar with this federal law called the FACE uh, Act. You and I are very familiar with it. I remember when Bill Clinton signed it into law back in 1994. Brothers and sisters, the FACE uh, Act, as Peter can explain to us very well, uh, it, it brings federal, uh, it, it makes it a federal violation if you peacefully, now notice what I'm saying, peacefully were to blockade or obstruct access into an abortion facility. Actually, it also applies to pregnancy centers and churches. Um, but, you know, it also has this phrase in there. And Peter, I was speaking to a group of activists just the other day in New York, uh, and they have some local ordinances modeled on face. And I said, you know, I says, I got a constitutional issue here myself, because, you know, if somebody tells me you cannot intimidate somebody, I need to know what actions you are telling me not to do. And I have a problem with somebody telling me don't intimidate someone, not because I want to intimidate people, but because it's subjective. I don't know what's going to intimidate people. Maybe somebody's going to be intimidated just by the way I'm dressed, you know, but the priestly collar, you know, and, and you can't, you can't tell in advance what's going to intimidate someone. I've, I've had instances where I've ha distributed um, flyers in front of an abortion facility and have been told by pro-abortion protesters, oh, he's intimidating those women. All I am doing is offering them a pamphlet. So this face law comes into play here, doesn't it? Because while there are already laws that prevent um, and deal with any kind of you know, physical altercations or hurting somebody or trying to hurt somebody. Now we've got on top of that, this, this specific face, freedom of access to clinic entrances law that is saying, you know, you can't physically obstruct, you can't intimidate. And that's what came into play now from the federal agents, isn't it? Right. And so that's what they're alleging. So in order for it to be a FACE Act violation, you have to have taken the step in order to try to prevent someone from getting an abortion or prevent someone from performing abortion services. And so in that case, 
you know, so be it. That 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 is a federal offense. Now, should it be? Uh, should we be carving out this special thing for something that's not even a constitutional right? Thankfully, anymore after Dobbs, uh, that's a different question. But in this case, you have instead a a. It's rare to have uh, you know an altercation in front of an abortion clinic. It's I mean, ninety nine percent of the time, nothing happens. But here, when you do. We have controlling case law, the Sulpizio case from 2019, same district, Eastern District of Pennsylvania, where if, a, if a, a pro-life sidewalk counselor and an abortion escort happen to be jostling there in each other's personal space, that is not a dispute about you know blocking access for abortions. That's not what the law was designed to do. And the point there is you're just trying to get your position on the sidewalk. Here, we're in an even stronger position because you've got a 72-year-old harassing a 12-year-old child. The 72-year-old should know better, and that that whole altercation that occurred afterward has nothing to do with the right to abortion, the alleged right to abortion, or in any way uh, to the provision of reproductive health services. It's a 72-year-old man who should know better harassing a 12-year-old. That's it. Now, you said that Mark, uh, as this whole case was unfolding, got some kind of a letter a few months ago and was willing to cooperate. Tell, tell us what that was about. So when a, when a federal grand jury is impaneled and you are a possible subject of that grand jury, uh, you are supposed to get a target letter. Now, you know, unless you're, look, if you're a drug lord or a mafia boss, they may not send you one. In this case, we got one. Uh, and uh, it says very clearly in the target letter, we want to talk to your attorneys. So we communicated, sent them a, a, a letter, a couple of phone calls, heard nothing. In the letter, we said, you've got no case. But if you do decide to charge, despite the fact you have no case, we will present Mark in response to a summons. And that's the charge way Charge under control. face. Right. Right. Charged under, under face. face. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we cited this, we cited this good, strong law for again from three years ago, same district. It's not from some other yeah. part of the country. It's from right there. And uh, so we presented that to them. No response. And again, no response. It, it, no response. So they they send 20 plus federal agents with long guns, ballistic shields out to Mark's house, 15 plus vehicles covering his front lawn, pounding on the door, demanding that they open the door or they had battering rams ready to break the door down of now, this man. Peter, this was on this was on Friday, September 23rd. Is that right? Yes. So Friday, September yeah. 23rd, that's a week ago, Friday. Uh, they were ready to, you know, they were, they were about to pound his door down. Yes. This is Mark and his wife and their beautiful seven children from 13 down to two and all for a peaceful man with no criminal record to speak of, no reason to do it at all. Uh, it, it, and look, we offered to bring him in and we had, I mean, we had a distinguished former federal prosecutor offer to bring him in, not just anybody, although any, you know, any lawyer should have been enough. And, and I mean, Father Frank, I've got to tell you, even if you don't want to have us bring him in, the way you arrest someone in charged with these particular crimes in this particular situation is you send a couple agents to the door, they knock, they let him get his effects, let him say goodbye to his family, uh, get dressed to go downtown for court, maybe let him finish his morning coffee, and you take him down. You do not nearly destroy his front door and take him out with guns drawn and pointed at him in front of his wife and seven children. It's outrageous. It's why this has gotten so much attention. And Peter, it's part of a, a disturbing, growing pattern, isn't it, of 
heavy-handed tactics by uh, the FBI, and 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 we saw it happen to our former president with the raid on Mar-a-Lago, and we've seen it happen. And and our audience may not be aware of the extent that it is it has been happening, but dozens of uh, not only pro-life people, but also uh, associates of President Trump lawyers for President Trump uh, uh, going about their business peacefully have been uh, surrounded by and raided by FBI agents. The same kind of heavy-handed, exaggerated overreaction. And the one thing that we see very clearly in this whole pattern is this isn't happening to the people who who uh, firebombed pro-life offices, uh, vandalized pregnancy centers in the aftermath of Dobbs, or uh, people who are, you know, threatened and 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 uh, uh, protested and are still protesting at the homes of Supreme Court justices, and and all of this. It's all on our side of the fence that we're receiving this kind of heavy-handed treatment. Um, this is a this is a disturbing pattern. Have you gotten any insight so far as you as you work this case as to what in the world is going on here? I mean, what is motivating um, these FBI people to order and carry out these kinds of raids? Well, and this is unique in that. So you know, we've been involved in the political process before, but this is uh, this is a raid on the home of really an just a, a regular American. Uh, yeah. who just is on the sidewalk doing his his thing, First Amendment protected. Uh, he's doing good work. He has saved babies. Uh, I've seen the testimonial videos from from uh, you know moms whose babies he saved. And uh, I mean, th this is a step that is is well beyond anything we've seen before. Uh, and in our time at, at Thomas More Society, we've never seen this sort of reaction against a pro life advocate uh, like Mark. I'll tell you, the United States Congress has now issued some very strongly worded letters. And, and, you know, yes, they send letters all the time, but there's one that just came out from Senator Grassley with 10 other senators, and it was extremely well detailed. He interviewed several of our attorneys. He interviewed others, uh, his staff, and they put together a, a you know, an evidence-based letter where they asked the attorney general some very particular specific questions that I would not want to be the attorney general trying to answer. Uh, yeah. And I'll, yeah, I, I mean, I got to tell you, the AG apparently put in place a de-escalation policy earlier this year. And what this raid shows that apparently the de-escalation policy is for actual criminals who have hurt people or are trying to give fentanyl to our children. Whereas for pro-lifers, there's no such de-escalation policy. Seems like it's the opposite policy, escalate and overreact and just come down like uh, it, it's like a Gestapo. Uh, I mean, this is not America. This is not this is not what goes on in America. Well, we're going to continue following this case. Peter, is there anything in particular that you would recommend people be doing at this point? I mean, obviously, we're all praying for Mark and, 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 and I'll pray for him as we close out the program. But what else can people be doing right now? Right. Well, what we've done is we have hired the best criminal defense attorney in Philadelphia. He's one of the best in the world. So we've put our Thomas More team of national experts on face and abortion law with him. Uh, and so defendlifetoday.com is where we are sending folks specifically. You can always go to our main website, thomasmoresociety.org. But we figured defendlifetoday.com, it's easy to get to. It'll get you right to the case page. You can support it. You know, you know it's not cheap, um, but what we our strategy is, we get a good win for Mark here. 
The Congress hauls the AG in front of it to answer for this raid, hopefully to personally apologize to the Hauk family. Yes. And maybe we put a stop to this right now before they do it to any of our other good pro-life advocates at That's the many right. other abortion facilities around the country. Because they won't stop. This is no. a kind of a mindset which is, is irrational. And that means it won't stop until we stop it. And uh, that's why we want to be of support to you and your team. And well, Peter, I'm going to let you go. You've been very generous with your time here. I'm sure we'll talk again. Uh, and then I'll, I'll close out our program um, uh, in the usual way. But thanks for being uh, here. Thanks for uh, helping Mark and his family. Thanks for giving us a clear update about this case and for your legal expertise. And uh, we'll be accompanying you not only with prayer, but, uh, you know, you know our readiness to help you. And, uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Hey, thanks so much, Father Frank. And thanks for covering the case. Absolutely. Talk to you soon, Peter. Friends, that was Peter Breen, uh, Vice President and uh, Senior uh, Counsel for the Thomas More Society. They do such great work uh, defending Americans, defending our First Amendment rights, defending uh, our right to do pro-life activities and save lives. And this incredible case uh, with Mark Houck has really it's caught the attention, including of President Trump, as they say, he mentioned it the other night. And I hope you saw uh, the president's rally speech in Warren, Michigan. Wow. What a, again, an electrify. I make it a point not to miss any of those rally speeches. And I'm sure many of you uh, do likewise. Uh, but he mentioned this case and uh, it, it, it's, it's part of a pattern. As Peter said, this case brings it to even new levels and unique levels of, 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 of absurdity. But it requires our ongoing response. So why don't we pray together now, friends, for uh, for Mark and his family, and 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 them for them as a symbol, as a representation of all of us, because we're all uh, eager to serve uh, our country, serve life, uh, serve the kingdom of God. And any one of us can be the targets of this nonsense, which, by the way, to, to, to quote our, uh, our friend Dan Bongino uh, in his programs, you know, he's been saying very strongly lately, do not talk to the FBI. You get a knock on your door uh, from these people and you give them your name if they ask for your name. And then you say one question. Do you have a warrant? Otherwise... Have a nice day. Bye, friends. Bye-bye. Have a warrant. Up. Otherwise, don't answer their question. Because what this is turning into is law enforcement agencies in our federal government, okay, becoming weaponized against us in such a way that they're putting us in a position where we've got to start explaining our politics and our pro-life position. No, I have to defend anything to you. FBI person comes to the door. I don't have to defend to you anything about my beliefs. I don't have to explain to you my beliefs. I don't have to, to, to defend my political positions. You're not here for that. You're not here for that. So go deal with, you know, real criminals and real cases and, 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 and leave the American people alone. To do their uh, to do their work and to carry out their their mission and to worship their God the way they see fit. This is an outrage, and so listen. Don't give them the slightest bit of room to tamper with your rights and your beliefs, your family and your your pro life activity or your political activity as well. So let's pray, Father. We we ask you to send your blessing upon this pro life man, this father. 
uh, Mark Houck and, and all his seven children, his wife. Lord, uh, the spotlight has come on them, not by their asking for it, but by the mistreatment that they have received. And we ask you, first of all, to heal uh, the wounds that have been inflicted on them, heal the, the children who no doubt have been traumatized uh, by this particular incident, and let it not, Lord, uh, sour their their view of of our nation and our law enforcement process. And uh, but, Lord, help them to see that these are misguided individuals who do not represent uh, what is the best of America and the best of our law enforcement. Uh, agencies and our government. Heal the wounds that have been inflicted on this family. Protect them, Lord, as we go forward. And protect the work that Mark does in counseling the uh, desperate moms and dads who go to these abortion facilities in, in, in Philadelphia and elsewhere. Lord, let not there be a chill coming from this event to scare others from doing sidewalk counseling, prayer vigils at abortion facilities, or any other kind of peaceful intervention for the values for which we stand. Do not let it intimidate others. Rather, Lord, let the opposite happen. Let this call forth other citizens, other pro-life people to stand up and to get involved and to to fearlessly exercise their First Amendment rights so that we can push back against this, uh, against this invasion uh, of our rights. Bless your people with strength. Lord God, we pray for, for those in authority over at the FBI and, and for these agents who carried this out. Lord, for the agents, we ask you to start giving more of these men and women courage, the courage of their convictions, that if they are ordered to do something that is clearly a violation, an overreaction, uh, a, uh, an interference with people's uh, legitimate freedoms, Lord, that they not, that they not cooperate in that. Uh, and, and we ask you to put uh, your, your light and your spirit upon uh, those who are, who are making these decisions and, and cease them from, from, from doing evil. In fact, Lord, we ask you to root out the corruption that is in our government and that is now taken hold of the FBI and the DOJ, uh, take away, Lord God, the, the corruption and bring the necessary reforms uh, that will that will get rid of this corruption, not only uh, in these in these agencies, but but throughout government. Drain the swamp. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And together, let's say the Lord's prayer, my friends. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray for your intentions too, friends. Continue to uh, let us know what those intentions are as you watch these programs. Spread the word about the program. And remember... But President Trump always tells us what he told us again the other night in Michigan. We are part of the greatest political movement in history, the MAGA movement. And this country doesn't belong to the radicals that are trying to destroy it. This country belongs to you. So onward with courage and confidence, knowing that we kneel to God and God alone and that the best days of America are yet to come. 
God bless you and your families. This is Father Frank Pavone. Connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. And thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.